0: I tell them when they're getting down on themselves because I've had a couple kids you know in middle school and stuff just like start to show signs of like Mm self-hate and I just always tell them you know when you feel like nobody else loves you know that I do Mm -hmm. and you know I'm here every day I'm working with you every day to prove to you that you're valued that I do care about you other Mm -hmm. people do care about you you know you're important you're gonna do great things and you're already doing great
1: things so just Mm -hmm. like
0: keep being, keep being you.
1: Welcome to episode 011 for rawness of reality. I'm your host Kevin Stock. And I'm Mike the Mike Guy. In this episode, you have the opportunity to meet Sierra Sellers. Sierra Sellers is an amazing neo-soul singer. She hails from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. She's traveled to New York, Sarasota, and had plenty of shows in Pittsburgh. But enough from me, Here's Sierra Sellers. Really excited to have Sierra Sellers here today. Local neo soul Pittsburgh artist in the building. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So we're just going to jump right into it. How did church influence your desire to sing?
0: If you go, I won't say to any church, but at least the Baptist churches that I visited, they just had some incredible singers and gospel music is music that affects me in such an intimate way. Like if I hear gospel music, I will literally get chills throughout mm. my entire body. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very spiritual. So it's, it's something that, you know, tied me to god and the gift that he gave me so it's always been a very moving thing for me and getting my start in church gave me the confidence to take my music elsewhere and you know move more to like the secular music which is still like a beautiful thing but there's nothing like gospel music there's nothing like Mm -hmm. church and i will i don't think i can ever see myself singing better than i do in church because it's just a whole different experience Mm -hmm. for me
1: so once you came out with your own music and videos and things alike, what was the response from your own church?
0: Well, that's interesting. It's going to get a little deep here. <laughs> so I kind of stopped going to the church that I used to go to just mm-hmm. because I was a no- I was noticing a lot more politics and I, I didn't really like that, although it's necessary and everywhere you are, I just didn't. It didn't fit in with my views on religion and how I want to experience God. So I stopped going. But, I mean, they're always... uh, The kids that I went to church with and we kind of grew up together, they're extremely supportive of my music. I'm thinking more of like the OGs. Mm -hmm. They don't really know about it. The younger younger people in there, they're super supportive. They'll come out to shows. Um, Me and this other kid, we were in the choir together, and I hopped on one of his songs. He's also a singer, super dope. Mm -hmm. So...
1: So what do you mean by politics? Like, I, I study political science, but uh-huh. I, that could mean a lot. So,
0: it, yeah, it's, like, just a general term I'm throwing in there. But mm-hmm. um, without saying too much, basically, there was a lot of, like, okay, we're up here, and it was, like, a, almost like a hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, like a bureaucratic st- exactly. structure Exactly. the church. Yeah, okay. so it was just, like, I don't – there was a lot of – petty things going on as far as money is concerned mm. and stuff like that. And I was just like, we're losing focus. Or I felt that they were losing focus on why we all gathered on Sunday to praise God. Mm-hmm. It got got more petty. It got more, you know, like it about the money than about the real reason. And granted, everybody needs to live. The church needs to pay, pay its bills. But I just felt it was handled in, in a way where it was greed.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: um, I just... It made me really uncomfortable to sit in a pew and know and see all of that going on. And I couldn't focus on why I really came. That's really
1: respectful, like respectable that you even had the awareness to know what was going on. Yeah, yeah. Let's take this on a little lighter note then. Why do you prefer playing with a live band?
0: Oh, the feeling is crazy. I just love, you know... Having that shared moment with people and mm-hmm. music, you know, you have it with the crowd. And then even with the DJ, you can have it. But with the DJ, I feel you have to really break down exactly what you're doing in order to have that interactive performance. Mm-hmm. And with a band, sometimes things just happen. Like if Remy Vega, who plays keys in my band, is feeling something, or Alan Bell, who plays the drums, or Denzel, who plays bass, they're feeling something. We're like, go with it. Just go with it. And mm-hmm. then it brings a whole different energy and vibe. And it's just, it's just exciting because, like, you know what's supposed to happen but you also don't know what could happen. And if we're just like, all right, keep it going because this feels good on a track, I can't say keep it going.
1: So would you say then with live music, sometimes I guess a mistake might happen, Mm -hmm. but you and your band are able to be like an an amoeba? (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no,
0: exactly. We mess up all the time Mm -hmm. and it's totally fine because not, as long as you are having a good time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and as long as you sound good, one little mistake with a live band isn't gonna. Like, I had one show recently at Mister Small's. I literally mm-hmm. forgot an entire verse, oh, and okay. I was like, I can't remember. But I just looked at them and I just said, like, cute them to go to the bridge instead or go to the chorus, and the mm-hmm. crowd had no idea.
1: That's that's the beauty of it. So, too. but the if I'm know, <laughs> doesn't know, yeah. yeah.
0: But if I'm singing to like a backing track and I mess up, it's just like. I'd have to sing the same verse over again. That's probably what I would do like mm-hmm. on the spot if I couldn't remember what I was supposed to be singing.
1: That's that's cool. I uh, so I, I do public speaking, and I love when you can see the emotion move within the crowd. Mm-hmm. but then the crowd never knows exactly what you're going to do next mm-hmm. so it's it's really just up to you to be creative if you forget something or if you don't know exactly where it's going. And typically, the, the crowd responds pretty well. Mm-hmm. They do. So that's that's cool that you guys are like on the same page with that and yeah. are able to shift your focuses. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Uh, have you played a lot of live gigs in the city of Pittsburgh and or outside of Pittsburgh?
0: Yes. So not so much. I only had um, one or two gigs in Florida.
1: Oh, Florida. What um, part? I'm, I'm from. I'm from Sarasota. Oh, word. Tell the no truth and shame way. the
0: devil. That is funny.
1: You In Sarasota? No yeah, way. Yeah, at
0: the Ringling Museum.
1: Oh, my and God. And then there was one in it, yeah. Tampa,
0: but I forget what that bar was called.
1: Uh, what brought you to Sarasota? That's actually so wild. Yeah. yeah okay, okay. So
0: um, the Visible Men's Academy, um, my manager mm-hmm. has a friend who works with that um, school and basically it's a school for boys but they have a focus on women's studies okay so um interesting i, I kind of like
1: that yeah it's really yeah. i'll show school you it. just for boys but yes a focus on women's studies
0: it's, mm-hmm, it's really powerful so i went down there he kind of just hooked it up i got to stay at the ringling museum which mm-hmm. was like
1: you you stayed i in stayed it. Oh. so they
0: have like a little cottage mm-hmm. um by like the old house in like the day exactly what you're yeah about. so yeah. I stayed in that a cottage spot it's oh incredible I was waking up like every day and they let me stay there I only sang one night and I stayed mm-hmm. there for probably like five days wow. for free I was like y'all are very mm-hmm. generous I appreciate that but no it was a great experience and uh, basically they had an exhibit at the museum and I got to sing in the museum um, for the exhibit and talk about my music and talk about being a woman and Mm -hmm. um, how it affects me. And it was really cool. We had, I'll never forget this one older woman. She was saying that, you know, for years she had her husband's name and He's gone, but she still has his name like people or address her as Mrs. And she was like, I kind of realized where did my identity go? Mm. I was living behind my husband. Not that that's a bad thing, but it's like you never think about it. When you take somebody's name in marriage, it would be like. I'll use J. Cole, <laughs> Mrs. Sierra Cole or Mrs. <laughs> Jermaine Jemaine Cole, mm. you know what I mean? It's like I lose that Sierra Sellers. So mm. it was a really interesting discussion. And then I also got to speak uh, to the kids at the school Mm -hmm. and um, sing them a couple songs and talk about the songs. And I sang my one song, Smooth, and we were like, how did that make you feel? And this one kid, probably in, like, second grade, he was like, man, that's deep. He's like, it makes me mad that people try to do that to you as a woman and stuff like that. I was Mm -hmm. like, this is crazy. Like.
1: Yeah, kids Kids are just little grown people. Yeah, yeah it was no.
0: nuts. He was like, that was deep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How old are you, man? It's,
1: it's pretty cool, too, that you sang the song Smooth. And if I'm correct, that song was inspired by a kid. Yeah, right? by Your my cousin. cousin. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she wants to be an engineer. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Well,
0: I don't know. her. That was like a year ago. Okay. So and Kids change. Yeah. yeah but I wanted she's, to be a football player. Yeah. So. <laughs> I was supposed to be the first woman in the NBA. <laughs> there we so, go. Okay yeah but she i just love her so much because she's very confident but she's mm-hmm. not arrogant i mean she'll have her moments like how, how old is your cousin <laughs> she's nine now nine okay yeah she'll um i'll be like i was saying like you look really nice today and she's like i know <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so she's just like and it's not like a, i know i'm beautiful it's like she's just she knows who she is she's mm-hmm. confident and um Basically I just like look at her and I'm like, I just want you to stay who you are. Like mm-hmm. I don't want I basically the song was I was trying to warn her of, you know, how suave some men could be mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it was really a message to all women, like, respect yourself. Respect yourself, know your worth, and people will meet you there. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You don't have to lower your standards or um dumb yourself down or, you know, do yourself up every single day to impress somebody who you are is impressive enough
1: yes be you yeah nobody else is better yeah Yeah, no I completely agree what did she think when you first put out that song because it was it was like inspired by her kind of for her yeah but the response from other people I I heard you say something like you got a good response from everyone Mm -hmm. else but what did she think and she, she's in the video. Yeah, too. she. Okay.
0: Well, it was hilarious. She didn't want to be in the video. Oh, okay. Like she did, and then we got there, and I think she got scared. So mm-hmm. I had to clear everybody out, and it was just her and Jordan Armstrong was great with her and just mm-hmm. making her feel comfortable. And he, was he the director? He was director. Okay. Yeah, he's fantastic. Um, but then she got she was fine, and then my aunt was telling me that she was like showing all her friends, and she was super proud That's of cool. me, okay. and she was. Telling people, I mean, you know how kids are. She's like, my cousin's famous. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, that's that's awesome.
0: So it was cool. She was happy with it.
1: Mm -hmm. You said you played live gigs in Pittsburgh as well. What were those like? And is the response from the Pittsburgh community good, bad, up in the air? I know that you played an opening gig for Hardo, (laughs) and that didn't necessarily go so well.
0: It's not that it didn't go well. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I was, like, the opener for the openers. Mm. So there's, like, barely anybody there, but I was kind of grateful for it. It just, like, my music wasn't... It it didn't fit. It didn't fit the Mm -hmm. night and the other lineup. Um, Basically, what happened is somebody dropped out and they needed somebody super last minute. And, like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say no to, like, any opportunity, especially because I was still in college at the time. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't in Pittsburgh all the time. I wasn't getting gigs. So it was just, like, another opportunity to get myself out there yeah so um it was just like they weren't paying attention there were a couple people in the back that were dancing and like vibing Mm, out but that's like Mm. three of like 40
1: (laughs) well sometimes you only (laughs) impact one person true and you
0: know what i did actually um Mm -hmm. there was this kid there that hit me up after and introduced me to this one producer that i've been working with since okay so it works out like it was I still appreciate that night. It was just like funny <laughs> how it worked out.
1: That's that's cool. Yeah. So so if you were to be any type of animal, what would it be in my head? Oh.
0: Hmm. You know, I don't think about this question enough.
1: I don't think many people think about. Yeah, because like I we, I,
0: I work with kids, so like mm-hmm. we talk about those things. Because I'm just like weird like that, and I yeah. I like to ask obscure questions like you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I but, also work with kids. Yeah, so it's I. Like, so I don't know. I would say a lion, mm, okay. just because um, I feel like this is going to sound really goofy, but I feel like lions are honorable. I feel like they're respected. Mm-hmm. i just think they're beautiful creatures and you know i don't think lions like kill for fun and i could be like totally off on that yeah. but i've never i think they just hunt for what they need and they take in yeah. what they need which is something i'm striving to do more i guess mm-hmm. you know like i was recently in a car accident oh it was Are everything okay? yeah <laughs> yeah. other person was okay i was okay my mm-hmm. car was just like done for Um, Not because it was such a bad accident, just because it's a really old car and it was Mm -hmm. not worth putting the money into it. But anyway, I remember like going through that situation, just like all the stress that came with it, dealing with the insurance company. And I actually like had a little mini panic attack. Mm -hmm. And um, my sister was talking to me on the phone, like, what's around you? And I started looking around me and realizing that like none of this matters. None of this money that I'm stressing Mm -hmm. over I can't take this with me when I leave, like, this earth. I can't do that. So why am I striving to have things? I should be striving to just be a better Mm -hmm. person. I should be striving to, you know, have what I need and what I don't need give to others who need it. Mm -hmm. And it's a harder thing to do than to say. Yeah, But I'm really trying to get out of the mindset of uh, that I need things, that Mm -hmm. I need um, property or, you know, whatever like frivolous things that really have no value mm-hmm. besides the perceived value from others which gives us in the today's society some type of gratification if so, that makes sense. so that
1: brings me to an interesting question then if you were to release yourself of all material objects except mm-hmm. for one for the rest of your life what would it be
0: like one
1: just one object yes
0: I couldn't live without music. So I would mm. need to, like, make a mixed CD of a thousand songs. Yeah. <laughs> I literally, like, there are days where I'm so stressed out and, like, so this it,
1: is it. Maybe, like, an iPod, then? Yeah, probably
0: an iPod. Yeah. 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 Um,
1: well, well say so the headphones can go with it. Yeah,
0: and Yeah, Or unless it's, like, solar powered. Yeah, it'll be, be cool. a solar Um. Voice. Yeah, but, like, it, the best way I can describe, like, how I need music is, like, when I wake up, Mm-hmm. I need to like listen to music. Like I mm. can't like start my day without music or go throughout my day without music. If I have have a headache, I don't take medicine. I listen to music. Interesting. Does it's, that, does that it work? It does. <laughs> okay. It really does. I don't take ibuprofen or anything. Yeah. Like that no. I, I don't. Just, take...
1: I'm not a big pill guy. You know. Mm-hmm. It's not. Yeah. I. I thank my mom for that. She was always like, Kevin, don't take the pills. I was yeah. like, it's ibuprofen. Just yeah.
0: If it's a, it. a migraine, I'll use like peppermint oil on my temples. Oh, okay. That helps me.
1: But... So what would you say is like your go-to song to like, get rid of a headache?
0: Get rid of a headache. Yeah. Um, or depends. calm it down.
1: maybe.
0: To calm me down and to like, get me right with God again. If I'm like mad, <laughs> is gospel music. I'll listen okay. to, um, Tamil man's change me. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I just have a regular headache, depending on what type of headache it is, I'll listen to, like, some some Tribe Called Quest or, like, The Far Side because it's, like, that a nice, like, you know, I don't know how to describe it. I just like the old-school hip-hop vibes with, like, the jazz samples and, like, the mm-hmm. how the drums are and stuff. So, yeah.
1: Okay, that's cool. What What has been your most rewarding accomplishment so Maybe far? Because rewarding. there's many more to come.
0: Um, probably when a a girl, all right. So she didn't tell me, but she told her dad who told my dad, I was like always a really oblivious kid. Like, Mm -hmm. um, I was the kid that used to like invite herself to sleepovers. (laughs) So like, I just never saw any issue with like, Oh, we can't have more people. We'll just ask your parents. Like that was Mm -hmm. me. (laughs) And even in high school, did you get to
1: those sleepovers? I did, okay. I did, yeah, and I okay. was just,
0: it ended up being cool, like, I just never saw any issue with it or mm-hmm. whatever, and, like, it ended up being fine, but in high school, I was kind of the same sort of oblivious, where I was just, like, cool with everybody, like, if my friends didn't save me a seat at lunch, I wouldn't trip, i was just, like, okay, I'm gonna sit over here, I'll mm-hmm. listen to music, or do whatever, I didn't care, um, but there was this one girl one day in high school, and she was sitting by herself, and I invited her to come sit with us. Or I either I sat with her or something like that. And um, later to find out that she was suicidal. Mm. And my her father told my father that like that moment really helped her. So if I so far in my life, you know, if that was a if I had any best accomplishment, I think that one is the best one to, you know, you never know how much kindness can touch somebody's life. Mm -hmm. And that like. You telling somebody that, hey, you look really beautiful today, or hey, like, you're a cool person, mm-hmm. couldn't change their day. Just giving
1: them that that acknowledgement, mm-hmm. showing them that you do see them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's...
0: So who knew ble- being oh. oblivious and not caring would, like, <laughs> turn out to have that? Because I would just say yeah. what's up to her, like, talk to her, and I, I still see her all the time, so mm-hmm. it's cool. Glad she's still here.
1: That's, yeah, that's extremely powerful. I mean, I... uh I remember once when I was in high school and I actually, I, I had just gotten in a fight about three days before, but I saw so I was, I was suspended for 10 days and um, I broke my pinky on someone's face. Hate and, it when that happens. Yeah, yeah. I can't stand that. And I, I remember this, this girl, I was I was told this girl actually committed suicide at our school mm. And it was really like detrimental to us as a school we we didn't know how to react, and we were we we were really shook and and it really showed us like hey we we need to like pay attention to each other more we need to like like this shouldn't be happening at our school so mm-hmm. so the school actually like got together and we started having more like like i guess you can call them like jam sessions or something mm-hmm. and it, we were just trying to really like showcase different students and just just kind of give people like a a moment to be noticed Mm -hmm. and I think that went a long way but it's just it's so crazy how in life we as the individual can really think like everything else is out to get us or it's against us and we push, and it pushes back harder. And we don't know how to react. And sometimes we do have those thoughts where it's like, "Wow, like maybe maybe they'll be better off without me." Mm-hmm. And you're so wrong when you think that. You're so wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's that's like really powerful that you were able to. One, you didn't know what you were doing, but you were you were genuinely able to just just say, "Hey." Let's eat together, mm-hmm. and that made a difference. So I, I really like. I think that's awesome. And and for you to say that's your biggest accomplishment shows so much of your character. Yes. So like, yeah, just keep being you. So, yeah, <laughs> Thank that's, you. That's awesome. It really is. So that also made me think. So I have always, not always can't always, everything, always, those are just like, mm-hmm. you got to nix those words. But I've, I've strived to go to movies by myself, sit alone and just like do things, go to an art gallery by myself, you know, really experience life for, or the world for what it is by yourself because mm-hmm. that's how you find yourself. So what would you say is like one place or one spot you could go like by yourself and just be?
0: Um, where I grew up, there's like these docks and I would just go sit on the docks and write poetry. Mm, Okay. sounds like really deep. Like it really wasn't that interesting, but, um, that's one place I preferred to go by myself Mm -hmm. as far as like going out in public by myself. Yeah. Um, that's one thing I've never really done either. I was thinking about going and seeing a movie by myself last weekend mm-hmm. um but i ended up my boyfriend ended up coming with me yeah but um
1: see the thing about movies too is that's kind of like the first step to mm-hmm. really stepping out because no one can see you you know yeah. what i mean and you're just like alone you're you're chilling you have your popcorn yeah your, your drink like you're just vibing by yeah. yourself yeah
0: i mean for real i would really go like eat by myself i'm just fortunate enough to have people that are hungry at the same time Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so like i don't i don't see any like um i don't have any um reservations about that mm-hmm. uh, my biggest thing is like a lot of times i don't like going places by myself because i don't like to drive okay. <laughs> and i don't want to have to deal with like parking and like mm-hmm. it's just easier when somebody else goes with me if, even if they don't have a car of like do you just want to drive my car and we can go mm-hmm. together
1: okay that's cool do you know any of your poetry
0: um i do like off the know. top of your head yeah i could do you, know could
1: you spit something for us
0: yeah all right let's see can i cuss because it has curse words yeah in yeah it. if you'd like to. all right mm-hmm. this is actually one of the poems that i did down in florida
1: okay in sarasota in sarasota that's so cool yeah okay that's um
0: hopefully i can remember it because it's been a while they want me to be this tell me to be that say i'm too thin or my ass too fat i can't keep up i won't keep track they want too much it changed too fast I'm just trying to keep my head above the water. Just trying to be someone for someone's daughter. Mm. Keep myself in check when the world has no order. And then I forget the rest, but that's the that gist of it. Okay. <laughs> what what encouraged that? Keep myself in check in a the world with no order. Oh, yeah. Try to do my best in a world that's grown colder. And then that's legit all I can
1: remember. It's been so long. <laughs> it was the line you said about someone's daughter?
0: Just trying to be someone for somebody's daughter.
1: Mm-hmm. What what made you say that line?
0: Um, when I was five, my mom passed away, Mm -hmm. and you know I really took in you know the people that were around me supporting me, the women that raised me, and you know we really relied on like the YMCA where I work now.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) So okay, we're we're kind of like rivals then, boys and girls (laughs) comparison. Nah, (laughs) same cause, same cause. We're good.
0: (laughs) Um, but. That's what inspired me to go to school for education. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to be there for the kids um, if they ever needed somebody or, or something that, you know, I tell them when they're getting down on themselves. because I've had a couple kids, you know, in middle school and stuff just like start to show signs of like self-hate. Mm mm-hmm. And I just always tell them, you know, when you feel like nobody else loves you, know that I do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm here every day. I'm working with you every day to prove to you that you're valued, that I do care about you. Other mm-hmm. people do care about you. You know, you're important. You're going to do great things and you're already doing great things. So just mm-hmm. like keep being, keep being you. Yeah. Keep being um, so that's lying. what that line comes from. Like I, I'm trying to be that person that a child can look up to. Mm-hmm. Um, not that. I'm a perfect person or I'm striving to, for perfection. Mm -hmm. But, um, I strive to be honest. I strive to be Mm -hmm. kind. I strive to do, be kind to others, even when they're horrible to me Mm -hmm. or when things, it's kind of like the book of Job in the Bible, like all of these terrible things are happening to him and he still shows gratitude and appreciation for God and the things that God has given him. And that's how I try to be. Mm -hmm. And not that I'm good at it all the time, but you know? but at
1: least you're aware of what you're doing yeah. and you still strive mm-hmm. to do that that's that's powerful and through that have you then cultivated uh, positive relationships with children at the yeah, for sure yeah
0: it's kind of nice because you know I mean now that I have my like job title that I do I'm full-time there um, mm-hmm.
1: what it what is uh, the uh, just
0: title? the school is child care coordinator so okay. I do all the like the programming and curriculum for our after-school mm-hmm. programs but I also do with deal with behaviors and come up with behavior plans oh, okay. um so i'm kind of like the mean one i guess not the mean one but mm-hmm. i'm i do make sure all Assertive. the kids are being respectful yeah. and you know like mm-hmm. if they're not following the rules or not doing any they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing then you know i'm the one to step in and stuff mm-hmm. so a lot of times they view me as like mean but there's a situation yesterday and yesterday i had off and one of my staff texted me and saying oh this little girl is asking for you Mm -hmm. and like of all the staff that are there the fact that she wants me and wants to talk to me about something
1: Mm
0: -hmm. is like it reminds me of like okay this is why i am the way that i am because Mm -hmm. they trust me and they know that if something needs to be handled i'm the one to handle it no matter Mm -hmm. how hard it is
1: you'll be genuine about it yeah Mm -hmm.
0: And how you were talking about um, being in foster care, Mm -hmm. I had a girl last year in our summer camp program, um, she was in foster care, Mm -hmm. and she hadn't been adopted yet, and she was still seeing her birth mother and stuff like that. It was just a really Mm -hmm. hard situation, and she would only talk to me. So she wouldn't talk to anybody else about it. She would just kind of act out. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we all we all know that, okay, what is a child acting out or a behavior but communication for something they don't know how to communicate. Mm-hmm. So I would just be like, okay, did you see your mom yesterday? What's going on? Why are you not listening? What's going on in your head? And yeah. she would just open up to me. And she was also one of the kids who'd be like, you're mean. You're so mean to us. <laughs> <Yeah. But laughs> You know, it's why I am the way that I am so that those situations, I can be there.
1: Mm -hmm. I I work at the Boys and Girls Club back home in Sarasota. And uh, since being in college, I haven't really worked as a title. I kind of just come in and help. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I come back, sometimes I'm like kind of the strict one. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's because I, for one, I was in your shoes, like Mm -hmm. kid, I was in your shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've been there. And you're being a little mischievous right now. Mm-hmm. We should probably like take a step back, yeah. see what we're doing here and like revisit how to do it better. Yeah. And sometimes you do come off as mean when you're meaning well. Yeah. And it's it's tough for kids to know the difference because they're just like they're having a good time, you know? Mm-hmm. like.
0: And that's what I, I'll sit down when they're like, you're being so mean. You used to be so nice. Before I got this job, I was like, I would just go to different centers and be a sub because I was just I'm super flexible. And mm-hmm. like, so I got to be like the fun teacher. Now I'm not the fun one. I'm the stickler. And um, I'll just break it down to them. Like, okay, I'm mean, but you... I told you to stop doing something four times already, and you mm-hmm. still continue to do it even though you know it's against the rules. So am I being mean or are you being mean? <laughs> oh,
1: okay. And they're like, yeah. oh, I guess. Yeah. That's yeah, a, That's a good way to turn it <laughs> yeah, I was like, like,
0: aren't we supposed to respect each other as human beings and listen when somebody does not like you doing something? Mm-hmm. Uh, isn't that what we agreed on? Because I make them sign- – well, I don't make them. I ask them to sign a, um, like a, a contract – so it's like a how we treat each other contract mm-hmm. and they all it's hanging up in the cafeteria where we have our program and they've all signed it. Really? So
1: I was that your idea. Yeah. Okay. So
0: I'll just I mean I I heard it from somebody else but mm-hmm. um I yeah I'll just go over to there I'm like you agreed to this that we'll be respectful, caring, honest, responsible here yeah. and you're not doing that. So just That's,
1: That's cool. Our uh, our mission at Boys and Girls Club is our mission to enable all young people to reach their full potential as productive, caring, and responsible citizens. Mm -hmm. So, like, that kind of hits on what you have them sign.
0: Yeah. I think that's so – because a lot of them, a lot of the mission statements and, like, even in college for education, it always touched on – and I'm not downing on that mission whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I always found it interesting that there's always, like, contribute to society or, Mm -hmm. like, be a citizen when, like – it's like, be yourself, but then contribute to society and fit this mold. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is kind mm-hmm. of like the hippie in me, but like, what if this society that you want them to fit in is corrupt?
1: or, or and like or look at the mission statement, but yeah, you're you're definitely right, and maybe someone who helped create that saw it from that perspective, mm-hmm. but then we have to look at society as a whole. Mm-hmm. and it's like what you put out into the world, you kind of get back in mm-hmm. a way but why not put out the best you there is mm-hmm. and what if that's your contribution to society that is a good point. so yeah. so like yeah the the idea of where it stemmed from and who created it could be one thing
0: or it could be that intention but
1: yeah or it could be that yeah, yeah so it, i
0: just found it interesting because it's like who's society what society you know mm-hmm. uh, what part of society you know it's just like a we want kids to be productive and, you know, contribute to society, but Mm -hmm. we never go into detail about how they can. It's kind of like that whole idea of like people pressing kids to go to college who don't need to go to college. Mm -hmm. And, you know, college isn't for everybody. Um, Instead of, you know, focusing on what they're good in and, you know, really uplifting that and Mm -hmm. Fostering and nurturing that, as opposed to like you need to go Excuse me, get good grades and go to college.
1: You you honed in on something so crucial there. You said focus on what they're good at. Mm-hmm. I think that, like, yeah, yeah s- similar to that. And you're so right because throughout school, we're always told get good grades in mm-hmm. everything, and we don't necessarily hone in on one, our passion, two, what we're good at, and, and three, things that just actually are fun and mm-hmm. we enjoy. But if you genuinely focus on what you're good at and what you love, then your best self will, will just like, mm-hmm. blossom like a flower.
0: And it's not like you have to neglect the other things. Like I really like the concept mm-hmm. of humanism. So it's like you're just a well-rounded person where mm-hmm. you're a doctor by day but at night you paint or you do mm-hmm. music and it's just exploring all these different avenues like I'm not I almost failed art class because I was told to sketch and this is no disrespect to my teacher it's just the curriculum but like I was told to like sketch a fruit bowl that doesn't inspire me mm-hmm. I can't I can't copy it if you want me to copy it let me trace it but you know now I'll just I like oil pastels. So I'll just use paste- um, pastels and stuff like that. And I'll make what I want to make. And I love it. I love my art. Mm-hmm. Not very, like, super talented in it. Like, I can't, like, paint that building over there or something like that. But you creating. I'm creating. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. relaxing. And I would never thought I would be the type of person to come home after a long day and just be like, I just need to draw. Mm-hmm. I just need to do something creative. So it's like that idea where... You know I've worked at um at Cigna I worked at a health insurance company because mm-hmm. I wanted to see i wanted to explore different things to see if it fit me mm-hmm. you know I just want to become that well rounded you know person who is knowledgeable and can empathize better
1: mm-hmm. and you said after like a long day, you like to like go and create yeah would you say that your music is created after a tough day or how, like how does that come about or what well, like, what inspires you to create music
0: I think about music all day long <laughs>
1: Okay you did say you wake <laughs> up listening to music okay
0: Yeah that's like the easiest Do you not hear like easiest. a sound
1: in your head like is there always music going on Um
0: or it's Or is it
1: the 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 music of life like
0: It's like more so just like this like does like if, if my legs are moving it's like I need to go do it I need to go mm-hmm be in the studio and write and, um, play guitar something, just something with music. It like satisfies this like itch I have for mm-hmm. it. Um, but yeah, after like a long day I will create in any form. I really love to cook also. Mm-hmm. So that to me is like my downtime where I can just like cook and nobody really bothers me in the kitchen. <laughs> so it's just like I'm to myself. I'll put on like that's when I watch TV or something like that and I'll put on some Netflix and just cook and relax and then I'll go create. I don't think I can create, not that I can't. Um it's a really stressful experience to create music when my mind is racing. So if I'm stressed yeah. out because of the day or if I'm frustrated in any way like where I just need to just collapse for a second, I'll mm-hmm. just take that moment to collapse. And then uh, I want to put love into my music. I don't want to mm-hmm. necessarily always use it to get something out, but it is helpful sometimes when I'm angry and I don't know how to um, verbalize really or tell somebody else or explain to somebody else how I'm angry and I can just be honest and put it in a song. Mm-hmm. That is helpful. But
1: What is your uh, favorite dish to cook?
0: I was just explaining this to my drummer last night. Um, I love making this, like, red pepper chicken flatbread. Mm, Okay. So, like, I'll I'll explain how I do it. Yeah. So I season the chicken with a bunch of different stuff and marinate it in white wine. And then I'll cook it on, like, my cast iron skillet grill. Mm -hmm. And while that's cooking, I'll chop up, like, red peppers, onions, garlic and potatoes and i'll saute all of that and season it Um, what do you saute it in just like a regular skillet okay yeah and then once all that's done i'll put the chicken on and then like the potatoes peppers onions And then I'll grab like Parmesan and Asiago cheese and put Mm -hmm. it on top and then bake it Mm. to melt the cheese. How long
1: do you bake that for?
0: Just until the cheese is melted because the chicken is already cooked. cooked. Mm -hmm. I don't cook it all the way on the skillet because it'll get dry because I use chicken breast. So that dries Mm. out really fast. So I'll cook it to a certain point and then put it in the oven and then it will cook the rest of the way. And then you put balsamic glaze to finish it and it's super good
1: would you uh, like what would you rate that one through ten?
0: One through ten
1: yeah i what would a say decimal f- score though like
0: i would say like an eight i think that you know like i'm a good cook but i have a lot of learning like i don't get the chicken perfect every time sometimes mm-hmm. it's dry it's so. still room for improvement but yeah like you're, you're pretty high it's good there. it's yeah. my favorite i mean i like it i think it's really good mm-hmm. so this sunday i'm cooking easter dinner so oh, we'll see okay. how that goes too but that's like the You've soul food. You cooked Easter dinner before?
1: Mm-hmm. Do you enjoy that?
0: I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. It's like a it's like stressful, but it it's like a rush mm-hmm. at the same time.
1: Yeah. I uh I can imagine cooking all whole Easter dinner. I made a sweet potato casserole once, and that <laughs> was like oh, I had a lot going on. And, uh, yeah, Easter dinner. That's a lot. Are you going to have like a sous chef? Like some, no. some help? No. No, but yeah.
0: Oh my god. Cuz I do like I my sister might help me with a few things but we have different different ways of cooking like I'm a picky eater. Mm-hmm. So I don't make like a vast like uh I don't make a variety of things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She'll she'll try and experiment and do a bunch of different things and follow recipes like I follow the recipes that our grandma taught us. Mm, so okay. my Easter dinner is very much like the old school soul food dinner. Whereas my it's sister, so good now. Yeah, yeah, she she wants to put like blue cheese or something in the mac and cheese. And I'm like, don't touch my macaroni cheese. I'm so much
1: like your sister when I cook them. Yeah. That, that's exactly how I am. I'll, I'll be like, yo, can we just put some honey on this pizza? Yeah. People will be like, what? Oh, honey on the pizza? <laughs> that's a weird one. I started
0: but... putting honey in chili and I love really? it. Really? Oh my God. Yeah. Honey and brown sugar. It's so okay. good. Because it like, I'll put like that and then I'll put cayenne pepper. Mm-hmm. And it like it kind of cuts the taste of the cayenne pepper, but you can still.
1: That's cool. I'm going like, to try that. Yeah, I'm addicted to honey. So, yeah, it's yeah. super bomb. Okay. That's that's awesome. Uh, so I'm going to fire off a few like quick questions. Okay. I can give long answers or quick ones. I've done this in the past with some people, and I've gotten the longest answers <laughs> from like, when I'm thinking that quick. So they'll just they'll be like, t- take them for what they are. Uh-huh. Yeah. Favorite artist? Oh. <gasps> And and uh, favorite artist in the musical genre? Cause
0: Current? Like in this moment right now, any, who's my favorite artist? In and, and
1: this in and this moment. Um, <laughs> yeah. I would say Jid. Jid? Okay. Yeah. If you were to wear a type of hat, what would that hat be?
0: Probably just your average everyday dad hat.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what's that. Cool. Favorite book?
0: Favorite book? Um, Slave by Mende Nazir. I haven't heard of that. Superfire. It's an autobiography. Um, she, her village was raided and she was sold into slavery and it wasn't like, this was like in 1900s, Mm -hmm. um, like later on, I forget when exactly, but it was an autobiography and I read it when I was like in high school.
1: Would you recommend it to the listeners?
0: Yes, absolutely. It's so good. It's just like a crazy story about like a, I think it's telling to like the strength of a woman Mm -hmm. and, you know, um, difference between slavery and mental slavery. And it's just, it's crazy what she endured and got through. And I'm not going to give away the book, but it's a great book. (laughs) uh,
1: uh, Favorite color oil pastel to use?
0: That, like, I don't know what it's called. Um, it's actually just my favorite color in general, like that burnt rust orange color. Okay. Like, I, it's I like know. a deeper. I can see it. Yeah. yeah, love it. That's okay. my favorite.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. And what does rawness of reality mean to you?
0: Rawness of reality? Mm-hmm. The good, bad, and the ugly, I guess. You know? Um, I don't know how to really describe it. It's just like our everyday lives that you're like, something happens and you're like, this is life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Kind of like how we were talking about your painting and how it ripped. So
1: yeah, like, a split second.
0: Can't really do anything about it, so I might as well embrace it. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Okay. And uh, anything coming up in your life that you want the listeners to be a part of or give them the opportunity to be a part of?
0: Yeah, I just have a couple shows coming up. So it's honestly easier to just follow me on social media. Okay. Um, Instagram is better because Twitter and Facebook, I just don't ever go on. Mm-hmm. So it's just at Sierra Sellers. Um, I believe there's like an underscore or two. But if you just search Sierra Sellers, it'll be there.
1: Okay, awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah that's that's everything I have today. Cool. Um,
0: Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for
1: coming on. And we'll see you guys. Bye. That's so cool you performed in Sarasota. Sarasota was talked a lot about in today's episode, and it's really cool to see that Sierra traveled to Sarasota to perform and stayed in the Ringling Museum. If you guys ever have a chance to go to Sarasota, definitely do. Some of the most beautiful beaches and wonderful art is all around the city. I thoroughly enjoyed speaking with Sierra Sellers today, and I hope you guys enjoyed too. If so, please subscribe and rate us five stars on Apple, Follow us on Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Our episodes can only get better for you. And a big thank you to Mike Campers, our production manager, and Joe Cal on The Beats. And remember, stay raw with reality.